All right, guys.、Um, welcome to another edition of、uh, Quarantine Diary. I'm really excited about this one because、uh, I finished reading a little booklet today,、um, a tiny book、uh, done by、uh, British philosopher Bertrand Russell, who is well known for、um, his contribution in mass. In mathematical logical study, and also he was a founding father of analytical philosophy. So that counts, you know, as in terms of epistemology or metaphysics along those lines. And、uh, he was born in、uh, 1872, and he passed away in 1970. So almost lived till he's a hundred years old. And、um, I always interesting in you know philosophy.、Um, before I switch to business, I was going to switch to philosophy and psychology. You know, two of the least paying majors <laughs> that you can find. The reason is I'm I'm drawn to different analogies or different examples that people can can make on the same issue, and people can see different perspective on certain things. And.、Um, I took a, a couple of classes. I read a fair amount of philosophy,、um, and the essential question, right? Like, why should we study philosophy? What is the value of it? What does the philosophy effect, right? How does philosophy contribute to the society? What makes it essential, right? What kind of a world are we going to live in if there's no such a thing called philosophy? And I think Russell, in this case, in the book that I finished reading today called "The Problem of Philosophy," I think he laid it out perfectly, and、um, it's very elegant his argument as well,、um, because his bread and butter is in analytical、um, philosophy. So what that means is. For the probably the majority of the book, he approaches the issue of theory of knowledge, right?、Uh, epistemology. He approaches the issue in a way that、um, is very very simple to understand. For most of the book, he uses his table as an example, right? Like, how do you know the table exists? Maybe you knock on it like that, and you know that exists. Maybe you、uh, touch it. Maybe you feel the temperature differences or、right? other. Table might be colder than the one that you have your hand on, right? So he just sort of arguing from different perspective how and what might causes somebody to believe that whether a table exists or not through the shadows or other through the、uh, other stuff, right? So if you are interested in philosophy, I recommend getting this book. You know, I bought it on Kindle for like a buck, and、uh, just read the last two chapters where he argues what is the value of philosophy. And the way that he puts it, that's why I want to share it with you guys. Kind of like, why does the field exist, right? So, the val the like the value of philosophy. Most people think philosophy as kind of like a useless study, right? You cannot really use anything. Maybe that's why it's the least paying major of the of the、uh, university.、Um, And Russell argues that most of the time philosophers are arguing、uh, to quote him in hair-splitting distinctions, 
right? It's like, what kind of a loophole can I find in your logic that can prove me right? Or if I'm making this argument, I'm writing this paper, I have to preempt what kind of opposition you know, that might arise from this issue. I need to address it before the opposition even come up, right? So it requires very, very um, detail-oriented thinking, philosophical thinking. And Russell argues that f for physical science, it's really useful. Most people agree that physical science, like physics, biology, chemistry, they're very useful because it has a true knock on wood effect on mankind, on human beings. It's very useful, right? If you learn how to make a table, you know how to make a table. You actually contributed to a physical world. You made something that we can touch, that we can knock on, right? Now, what's, what is the wrong view of a practical man, right? Like the quote-unquote practical man is that a practical man probably would not study philosophy because he will probably only recognize material needs or material goods. If something doesn't exist, I don't see it, that type of deal. So he probably will only recognize I need food because I'm hungry. Food is good for the body. But if you are a philosopher, if you study philosophy, you know that the philosophy is good for the mind. right? It's good for your way of thinking. And most of the philosophy, Russell argues, that aims directly at knowledge. So it unites a system of knowledge, kind of connecting the dots from point A to point B. And then this is the most important thing that he argues is that it encourages you to think critically, um, to really considering the idea, the concept, to kind of push the boundaries on certain things. I want to dive right deep into that in, a, in like a little bit. So one can argue that philosophy might be a dead end, right? Like there, you cannot really objectively measure what is the, what is a success in terms of a studying philosophy, right? Like what exactly can be measured as your outcome, as your quantifiable Thing. I can show people, I study philosophy, here's my results. It's, it's not a math or you know chemistry or physics. You can design a, like an experiment. Philosophy, a lot of stuff is hypothetical, right? So if philosophy is able to produce something concrete, if philosophy is able to produce something that is definite knowledge, then it's not philosophy anymore, right? So a couple examples that um, Russell gave is that, you know, back in the old days, there was this a study of heavens. And that was part of philosophy. And after people can find some concrete evidence on a certain solar system, on, on a certain planet, then it, become, you know, uh, <laughs> it became astronomy, right? And same thing, right? You know, a Newton branded himself as the person who studies the natural philosophy. And that, after he measures, you know, the gravity, right? 9.8 meters per second, blah, blah, blah. That become physics. That become the founding stone for physics, right? The Newtonian gravity law. 
and the study of the you know human body right we only can make assumptions that was philosophy from before and now it's physiology right so philosophy for sure cannot give you certain answer cannot give you definite answers but once that there is a definite answer that area that theory that branch a system of knowledge became something that is not philosophy became astronomy become physics become physiology along those lines so russell said that even though there's no results in terms of studying philosophy the business of philosophy is to continue the consideration of such questions of testing out of actually thinking about is to make aware of their importance is to examine all the approaches to them is to keep alive the speculative interest in the universe apt to be killed by confining ourselves to definitely as definable certainable actionable knowledge i just think that's really profound because the business of studying philosophy is to really think about the important issues and think about different approaches to it so that we can sort of expand our view of the world to push the boundaries if that makes sense if not our scope of view our scope of knowledge will be getting smaller and smaller as we gain more and more as as we become more certain of a certain feel of a certain subject and i think that's really powerful in the sense that philosophy can do that and it's designed to give you uncertain results that's why people argue that's why it's the fun of it and the value of philosophy is to be thought in this very uncertainty that's the norm right like the man who has no tincture or have no interest of philosophy they might go through life like i like the way that russell puts this he might go through life imprisoned in prejudice derived from common sense from habitual from habitual beliefs of his age or his nation at that time what that means is if you're don't study or have interest in philosophy you might go through life being confined being imprisoned being a prisoner of what other people tell you being a prisoner of prejudice of racism right like you know if you apply it to uh, today's context in politics to ignorant right if you don't have the habit or mental practice to say why this thing has to be this way then you lost the ability to question things you you lost the ability to maintain the thirst for knowledge and you lost the, the ability to to live a free life that's what russell is 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 arguing so the world without philosophy is going to be a definite finite obvious world 
everything is set for you. There's no question. Everything is black and white. Well, in a sense, uh, for me as a control freak, right, I also want to play. I pre-plan myself, my life, or whatever. That might make me feel comfort. Me, make me feel comfortable. But the thing is, is that is that the world that we really want to live in without philosophers, without philosophical thinkers in that regard, right? So even though philosophy is unable to tell us with certainty what is true, but it's not about the end results in that regard. It's really about the quest of figuring out what is true. And in a way that philosophy cannot take credit for, say, astronomy, for like you know, like physiology or or like astronomy or physics, because once we have that concrete proof, it's not philosophy anymore, right? So in a sense, there is some value in studying philosophy, but in the essence of philosophy, there's no such thing as you know, as you know, logical sense of philosophy. So. Philosophy is to be studied not for the sake of any definite answers, but is to question since there's no definite answer. Is to be known what are true, but rather for the questions themselves. So it's really about questioning what is true and what is not true, and such a questions enlarge of its conception of what is possible. So. Because of the quest that we are using to push the boundary of knowledge, we define what is possible—not necessarily true, but what is an other way of thinking about it that might give us more territory in the field of knowledge, right? So it is the ultimate tool. Russell and Spooks with with this is that is the ultimate tool. To unite mind and the universe, because the universe, according to scientists, to astronomers, are ever expanding. Our mind should be ever expanding as well, and that will achieve the highest good for society, for people to study philosophy. And I think his whole argument for this book is actually really, really elegant in the way that. It makes sense to me, or to probably any other enthusiastic philosopher wannabe, is that it's really noble. Even though it's hard to put a to put a cap on certain things, even though it's hard to、um, to explain. Okay, is this really matter? Is it really what I think matters? It's hard to get measured. What kind of a value is a philosopher bringing to the marketplace? Probably not very much. Hence, it's at least paying, paying majors for the university. But it is really interesting, at least from my perspective, to become a hobbyist, to become an enthusiast in the quest to push the boundary to question. What is true, and is there any other options or approaches that can be applied to the question? So,、um, that was something I want to share with you guys today.、Um, Russell's view on the value of philosophy, and、uh, hopefully, all that makes sense.、Um, and、uh, you guys follow us, 
subscribe, leave a review, and I'll talk with you guys on the next one.